Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with healing and medicinal stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a traditional storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories are medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you'll find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, soul, and for the earth. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. to January. Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful festive season. As I'm recording this today, there has been snow silently falling down. And this morning when I went out to feed the birds, the only thing I could see was teeny tiny feet from where they had gathered under the tree to find some nourishment. And it's very beautiful. I'm lucky that I'm sitting cosy, wrapped up somewhere warm, thinking about stories and recording this. Really looking forward to sharing today's story with you. It's one that's been with me for a few years and I love telling it. It's a sad, beautiful, ethereal story, but it does warm the heart in its own way, so I hope you will enjoy it. And there's a few things I wanted to let you know about, which are super exciting for me. One is that I have created a new page on my website called Story Prescriptions. And it looks a bit better on a computer than on a phone. And it's a beautiful drawing of a tree with fruit on the branches. And each fruit is a word, a prescription of a story, whether it's 
ancestors or initiation or grief or illness or love or so many different things. And when you click on each word and each prescription, it takes you to the story apothecary. And each fruit and each word and each prescription takes you to a story. So I've mapped them out. It should make it easier to find the stories you're looking for based on what you need that day. And I also have a couple of events coming up. One is a Baba Yaga event. It's a three-week course where each of the weeks, each Monday evening, I'll be sharing a, a Baba Yaga story with you. And then in a group, we'll discuss them. In the same way as the Wild Women course uh, is going and it's... The format really works and so many people get beautiful gifts out of the stories and out of the communal discussion. So that's starting on the 29th of January for three Mondays in a row. I hope you will join me. It should be wonderful. I'm really looking forward to it. And the other one is a, a single event called Tales of Grandmother Plague. And it's going to be on the 10th of February. And I'm going to share plague stories with you from Bulgaria, where the plague is personified by an old woman called Grandmother Plague, or Baba Chuma. And there are so many stories of her. And they are wonderful and surreal and heart-wrenching sometimes. And really, really incredible. They need to be told in that story of the year, on that, on that day of the year, so as to appease her. And they are great stories of human suffering. When things come out of our control, it's important that we listen to those stories to know that other people have dealt with sorrow, with grief, with illness, with war, and we are still here. So I hope you'll join me for Either one or both of the events. But for now, here is today's story of the Snow Maiden. ago in a certain kingdom where the forests are wild and thick and where the snow is deep and white. In the little house there lived a woodcutter and his wife. They were in a small dwelling by one of the great old forests. And the woodcutter and his wife 
lived peacefully, day by day, with a fire in the evening, knitting and mending, cutting and lugging wood, speaking of heart content and heart sorrows. And there was a particular heart sorrow that happens in so many stories where in the evenings, in the nights, when their cottage was cold and the two bodies warm side by side, that sorrow created a great chasm between them. They had prayed diligently, but the gods had not blessed them with a child. Times were hard. And in those times, people relied on their children and their young ones to help them through the bitter winter. To help with the cleaning, the cooking, the carrying, the chopping. This is how people survived in family units. Their hands were old now, their bones brittle, their skin thin. So much, they wanted a child, someone to love, but also someone to help them survive. One January morning, after a heavy snow that had fallen all night long, the husband and wife went into the forest to chop some firewood. As they chopped and they stacked, they pushed the snow into heaps. And the woman, she began to fashion snow into a, a snow child, a snow maiden. The girl was beautiful. She was stiff, pale as the snow, but also tall and slender. She had a sweet mouth, a long braid. She had sculpted her with all the love for the child that she could never have. Her husband, he saw the little snow maiden, he said. Well, my darling, you have made us a daughter. This is our Snegorushka, our snow maiden. The woman smiled, although her lips formed a rose as she smiled, her eyes filled with tears. Just then she pulled her scarf, her coat closer to her, for an icy breeze rattled through the bare branches. For Moroshko, the frost demon was there, watching the couple and their snow child. Now some say that Moroshko took pity on the woman. Others say that there was magic in the woman's tears, weeping on the snow maiden. And the husband was not looking. But either way, when the man and the woman turned for home, the feet towards their cottage, the backs towards the forest, the snow maiden's face grew flushed and rosy, her eyes dark and deep. When there was a snow maiden, there now stood a living child in the snow. Birth naked and smiled at the old couple. 
She shouted in a melodic voice, I have come to be your daughter, she said. If you have me, I will care for you as my own father and mother. The couple turned around and stared. First in disbelief, they gasped, and then they clapped their hands and laughed in joy. The woman hurried forward, weeping, took off her cloak, wrapped it around the maiden's shoulders, took her hand and led her towards the little house. The days passed in peace. The snow maiden Snegrushka swept the floor and cooked the meals and sang throughout the night. Sometimes her songs were strange and it made their par her parents uneasy. But she was kind and she was deft in her work. And when she smiled, it always seemed somehow like the sun shone. A cold sun. A sparkly sun. That kind of sun that when it hits the snow, it seems like a thousand jewels reflect in your eyes. The husband and wife could not believe their luck. The prayers had finally been answered. The moon waxed and waned, and time passed. And then the year had rolled around and it was midwinter. The village came alive with scents and sounds. There was bells on sledges and the smells of ginger winter bread. Now and again folk passed and Nagrushka watched as people passed her house. She was always hidden behind the wood pile, always silent, always curious. One day, a girl and a boy passed Nagoruska's hiding place. They walked hand in hand. They smiled at each other and the snow maiden was puzzled by this joy-like flame in their two eyes and their faces. The more she thought of it, the less she understood. It didn't seem to make logical sense. She could not stop thinking about that look, where before she was content, singing songs and sweeping the floor, now she grew restless. There was an internal fire that she could not quench, she could not still. She paced the house, made cold trails in the snow between, beneath the trees as she went outside. The spring was not far off. The day that Snegurushka heard a beautiful music in the forest. It was a shepherd boy playing his pipe. The snow maiden crept near. She was fascinated. She was curious. She watched with her big dark eyes. The shepherd stopped playing and watched the girl. He was transfixed. And when she smiled... The boy's warm heart leapt out to her cold one. The weeks passed like pearls on a necklace. And the shepherd 
fell in love with the snow maiden. We met often in the forest, where the trees were their witness. With time the snow softened. The sky was a clear, mild blue. But Moroshko, Moroshko the frost demon was watching. One day he spoke to her. He said to the snow maiden, You are made of snow, he warned her. You cannot love and be mortal. You were born of winter and you will live forever. But if you touch the fire, you will die. Snegurushka could not stop thinking about the shepherd's boy's love. His eyes, his smile, his music that flowed like honey. Why should I always be cold, she retorted. I wish to learn about this new thing, this fire. Better to stay in the shade, was the reply from Moroshko. She could not stop thinking. Spring drew near. The sun rose higher and higher in the sky. The snow began to melt. There were drips and drops in the forests. The new shoots emerging, crickling and crackling as the spring came and the birds began to, to fly. New growth, new hope, new possibilities. Folk left their homes more often now to gather green things in hidden places. Again and again the shepherd came to Snegorushka's house. Come into the woods, he would invite her. And then she would leave the shadows of her hut and go out and dance in the shade. But even though Snegorushka danced, her heart was still cold at the core. The more that the sun warmed, the further that the sun's rays reached, the paler and the weaker the snow maiden became. She went weeping into the darkest part of the forest. Please, she said. Please, hear my wish. I want to feel as as men and women do, as people do. I beg you to grant me this. Ask the spring, then replied the frost demon reluctantly. I cannot help you. The lengthening days had faded him in his power. Now he was more a breeze than a voice. The wind brushed the snow child's cheek with a sorrowful finger. She called to spring. The goddess of spring, the maiden that brings the flowers and the sun with her. Spring's strong limbs were twined with flowers, with growth. I can give you what you seek, replied the spring. But you will surely die. 
Negrushka nodded. She said nothing. As she swallowed her tears, it felt bitter in her throat. She ran home weeping. For weeks she stayed in the basement where it was cool, hiding in the shadows. But the young shepherd came more and more often, tapping on the door. Please, my love, he said. Come out to me. I love you with all my heart. Come out. Come out of the basement. Let's go out in the forest. Let's go out in the fields, in the meadows. Snegurushka knew that she could live forever if she chose. A snow girl in a little peasant's basement. But there was music. There was fire. There was her lover's eyes. And so she asked again for spring to grant her wish. It was done. Spring smiled, and the birds sang. A gentle breeze caressed her skin. Snegurushka smiled and clothed herself in blue and white. She ran outside laughing as the sun touched her. Drops of water slid from her flaxen hair. She and the shepherd went to the edge of a silver birch wood. Play your flute for me, she asked. As she spoke, the water ran faster. Down her arms, down her hands, down her hair, down her body. Although her face was pale, her blood was warm. And her heart, her heart was on fire. The young man played his flute. The Snegurushka loved him. And she wept. The melody ended. The shepherd went close and with a smile he took her in his arms. But as he reached her, her feet melted. She crumbled to the damp earth and vanished. An icy mist drifted under the warmth of the pale blue sky. And the boy, horror-stricken, was left alone. His face, a look of despair, a puzzle. What had happened, he looked around, but he couldn't quite understand. When the snow maiden vanished, spring swept her veil all over the land. In the little field flowers, violets, snowdrops, primroses began to bloom. The shepherd waited in the gloom of the wood, weeping for his lost love. Her parents, they wept as well, and so the days passed, and their hearts grew heavier with the loss. And as the snow began to fall the following winter, they remembered her. They remembered her singing. 
They remembered her dark eyes that carried the world in them. They remembered their love, which had felt so warmer in her final days. Some say that the spirit of a snow maiden stayed in that forest. Some say that with each snowfall, she came alive again to love her shepherd boy in the long nights. Some say that once per year they found each other again in the dark woods where the silver birch grows and where he still plays his shepherd's pipe and the music flows like sweet nectar. This is a story about love and loss and hope. We may live for much longer with the days being grey, love absent, wrapped up close with a cloak of safety around us. But if we want our hearts to burn, then we have to know the risks. They may melt. They live in sweetness for a few days. So unfortunate. Just a few days. But the young snow maiden knew that there was no other option to live in the shadows in the basement of your house, there's no life at all. And so she made the only choice that she knew was right. She prayed to the spring to make her feel, and she met her death by being truly alive for the very first time. And surely this is what any of us can hope. To have truly lived by the time that we must die. That is a privileged life and one that not everybody will experience. Snagurushka took the risk. And although her fate is sorrowful, she felt joy 
and love in her very last moments. joining me in the story apothecary until we meet again goodbye